0: If you're at the game last night, I think you'd be forgiven if you were kind of keeping one eye on the watch, thinking, you know, maybe I should depart and get me early train, or maybe you're watching it at home and thinking, you know, the darts are on, or you know, Taggart or Last of the Summer Wine or whatever, something else, but to, other than watch that game, I don't. I think you've been forgiven because it wasn't the most entertaining. However, West Ham got a point against Brighton, 0 nil, um, and overall, Riley, you have to say, mate. Um, probably a fair result and one that, that could be a valuable point at the end of the season. Uh, first of all, mate, what was your sort of overall take on the game? I mean, obviously there's a few uh, murmurings, people a, a bit frustrated. There's a few boos, I think, that they yeah, their full-time whistle. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I, one of those things, it, it wasn't the, obviously the most entertaining, but what was your kind of take on it? Well, mate, there's a number of things uh, that have happened throughout this season. I think if you told me at the start
1: of the season, I probably wouldn't believe believed you. Uh, for instance, Jared Bowen being 11 goals, you know, only behind, I think, Salah and Haaland. Uh, if you'd have told me that West Ham would be sixth in the league, I wouldn't have believed you. But if you had told me that we went unbeaten against Brighton, I would have told you, no way. There's absolutely no way that we'd gone. Not only did we oh, oh, we beat them as well. No, no, you're lying to me. You're absolutely. Like, mm. There's absolutely no way I would have believed that at the start of this season. And, you know, four points against Brighton when. More or less, I think for the most part, the most we've ever really got on is two points, maybe, maybe even one. So I think you know, I know that they're only Brighton, but you have you have to take that into account. You know, it's been a great season, another clean sheet. Um, I think as well, people don't really take into account the fact that we had five first team players out last right. night. We mm. had a back line which pretty much had our our one designated back uh, fullback, and the rest were players we wouldn't normally play. Um, we were without Paqueta and Kudus, who are incredibly influential in our team. So the fact that we basically had three makeshifts, you know, players that we wouldn't normally play at uh, in the mm. back four, and yeah. we lacked our corrective talents of Paqueta and Kudus, I think you absolutely take a point at home to Brighton. You know, I, I think that's a very good result. It's another clean sheet. You know, I think a lot of that has to do with the goalkeeping, very strong goalkeeping um, Alvarez had a good performance as well. But, you know, I think the the string of results we've had have been very good and you're not always going to play your best. I mean, I think if you take five key players out of any team, you know, if you take yeah. Saka, Jesus, Martinelli, Odegaard out of the Arsenal team, I think they would struggle to score goals, you know. Even City, look at how they struggle without players like Haaland and De Bruyne, you know. It's, you can't always, you know, do it. But I think the main thing it highlights for me, Mark, is that, you know, we definitely need to bring in, some players in this January transfer window. We've got Kudus out for an entire month, uh, potentially. Mm. Paqueta obviously, picked up an injury. We don't know how long he's going to be. If someone like Bowen picks up an injury, I mean, you know, we're losing potentially Tilo. uh, You know, Sufau as well, I think he, he was ill for that game. Zuma, we don't know when he's going to be back. It, it definitely does raise the alarms that we do need to bring in some uh, some players to mitigate those circumstances. And uh, obviously, that's what the January transfer window, hopefully, we will be all about it's already kicking off a bit isn't it
0: yeah yeah it is and I think I think you're dead right I think that was what it highlighted we've not we've kind of known it all season people have sort of um, criticised Moyes quite a fair bit with his lack of rotation. And I I've certainly been one of them at times thinking, why aren't we? But then suddenly you see like our second string t- players and you think, well, that's probably the reason why. They're just not mm-hmm. at the right level. They're, they're really not. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not here to smack players around like Fennel's Burnerama, et cetera, and say, oh, they were awful. Because I don't think it was an awful performance. It was just a t- it was just one of those games of a tough game. I think Brighton, very similar to us, had players miss him. They weren't at their full strength, but they're always a very well-organised outfit. West Ham and the other hand are very well-organised. Whoever we're playing, we always seem to be quite well-drilled and know what we're going to be doing in terms of our defensive uh, work. Um, it just it, it had the hallmarks of going to be a nil-nil or very struggling it was always going to be if it, was going, if it was going to be a winner it was only going to be one goal it was never going to be a goal fest but uh, like you say mate there's so much uh, to be positive about at the moment um, with West Ham I mean, what an amazing run we've had over the Christmas period I mean four games three wins out of the four games we've got three wins and a draw you know those games against Wolves Man United Arsenal and Brighton I mean that's, that's a that's a tough pack of sides there it's not as if we're playing teams all down the bottom and we should be beating these are tough opponents and we've got I mean, and also haven't conceded a goal in any of those games. So it's, it's pretty remarkable. Mm. Um, uh, but I, I actually thought the performance defensively was good. Uh, going forward, obviously, it probably lacked a little bit of courage. I mean, uh, it was one of those, I think, once we got into the second half, possibly the last 40 minutes, 30 minutes or so, I think West Ham settled for the point. I think we realised we'd probably run out of a bit of steam. We weren't going to, it was unlikely we were going to carve out really any many more chances. It's almost like the team sort of actually started settling for it. We'll just get a point out of this, draw a line under it and move on. Um, as you say, though, mate, six players out, Kudas, Paqueta, Antonio, Zuma, Agurd and soufal all out. Um, so, like you say, it's, it's very difficult when you're losing that amount of quality um, from your first team and expect, um, expect to come out and pitch and play like prime Barcelona. It's, it's highly unlikely. Um, mm. But as you've said, mate, it just highlights the lack of depth in this squad. It's just quite alarming how much we drop off. Um, it, it, it's quite stark. And as you say, with Kudas being away, possibly until sort of, I think the final for African Nations 11th of February. So I think a, you know he could be missing key games, He'd possibly even Arsenal and Man United um, again when we play them again. So um, it, it's showing that we do need to invest because we can't rely upon uh, our bench. Um, unfortunately, they're just it, it's just not quite at the right level. Um, I will say, though, I thought there was a couple of good uh, performances from players that possibly that have surprised me a little bit since coming back into the side. Ben Johnson, I thought, put in a decent shift and looks... Come back in, actually looked quite assured and looked like he he looks like he hasn't really missed a beat. And there has to be that sort of conversation about him again because obviously West Ham have been trying to keep him. I think he wants to um, leave. He wants a certain wage. Um, What was your thoughts on Johnson? Was you was you pleased with him? I mean, I I don't. My personal friend, I thought he played all right, but um, I had a couple of people say no, he he was a bit overrated. What I was suggesting, but I don't. What was your take on it? Uh, I think I think it's.
1: I think he's played okay. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest; it's I don't think he's at Premier League level. And you know, for me, I think that we've got to sacrifice quite a few players this this window um, in order to to bring in some some players who can actually you know be brought in for rotation. I mean, you know, players like Tilo, who I think are you know, I'd much rather have Tilo playing at right back than Johnson. To be honest with you, I think that you know he's got more to prove. I think he's got you know more to offer. And, Mm. you know, I I just feel like his his time isn't necessarily up at West Ham at the moment. But obviously we've got the the stuff going on with Monaco at the moment. If he was to leave, it would make sense because essentially he's the fifth-choice centre-back and probably the the third-choice right-back. So it makes sense to me. But if we were going to bring in, say, another right-back, sacrificing Johnson, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. So I think that as much as he had a decent performance and I think um, the last game he played as well, forgive me, I can't exactly remember which one it was, um, but he he, mm. he played all right in that one as well. It might have been Liverpool in the in the cup, maybe. Yeah. I'll close that, i try to that Yeah. Um, well, but sure. I, I know when I watched him, he looked he looked decent. He'd say he looked better than last season. Um, but I just feel with Johnson, he's just one of those players where you kind of feel like you've seen enough of him. Um, as, as well as he's done, and he's an academy player, the last one in the lineup. Um, yeah, it, it does feel like his, his time's kind of up, and he probably for himself as well should go to a different club and, and try and prove himself. You know.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, th- I think he will go. I, I get the impression the player wants to change now and wants to, you know, rejuvenate his career, which I, I completely understand. Um, I just think that. Look at that performance last night. I still think he could do a job for us if he wanted to remain. But at the same time, I don't want to keep players here that don't want to be here. I'm, I've got a one eye elsewhere. I think it's, it's, it's wise if we look to move him on. I can't see him being moved on this January, though. I think it'll be a summer departure. Firstly, really? I can't imagine there being a... Well, just because I can't imagine the club doing wholesale changes. I mean, whether they would be open to selling him... Possibly. I mean, they may do. But I think because of the lack of money you'll get for him, it probably wouldn't be wise anyway to try and well, sell what him would out. You take? What would you take for Johnson... Um, I think if we could get sort of maybe six, seven million for him, I just don't know if we'd get that though. I just don't, I don't, I can't imagine many clubs wanting to play. He hasn't played enough to justify that, I don't think. Um, I think really, if we're going to sell him probably three million, you'd probably get. And then the, the feeling is, well, yeah, I reckon three or four. I might be wrong. I might be being a bit harsh there, but what, so, would, what would you think then? Would you think it would be worth more?
1: Uh, see, do you know, I, I mean, maybe I'm a, I feel like there's not a lot of Premier League players you can buy for less than 10 million, to be honest with you, unless they're really old. Um, Johnson's like, I'm pretty sure he's like 24, 25 now, is he? Or is he a little bit older than that?
0: Yeah, but don't forget, his contract runs out summer, doesn't it? So It does, even... it
1: does. But, uh, you mean, know, they, 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 up... most
0: clubs would only say, well, look, we won't bother signing him now. We'll just wait till the summer. We'll go over there and get him on a free. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the issue.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I mean, potentially, but I just I just can't think of many players his age that play in the Premier League that wouldn't go for at least eight or ten million. And mm. I think that we would be silly not to sell him for at least that. But I don't know, mate. You know, I mean, maybe it will be on the on the lower end uh, of things, but yeah, yeah I guess we we'll
0: can see. Yeah, it's an interesting one with him. Um, I mean, like when we go back to quickly onto the game last night, though. I, I mean, we had a few chances ourselves. I mean, Brighton obviously dominated in terms of the sort of shots. I think I'm looking at the stats now. We had 31% possession. We had six shots all in all uh, against Brighton's 22. Um, they had eight on target, we had two on target. So they they certainly had their fair share more of chances uh, than we did. Um, but I actually thought we did have a few as well. The ones we did carve out were pretty close. I thought um, Suchek should have scored. Uh, Bowen, oh, yeah. I thought, played really well um, and, and carved out a few good chances, especially in the first half. I think he went a bit quiet in the second. He looked a bit tired, uh, in my opinion. And um, I think Alvarez as well. There was one in the... Um, I think, I think it might have been the first half where they, the ball cut across the face of goal and he just sort of slid in and just missed it. Um, yeah. So we could have nicked that. I mean, we could have nicked that game, but uh, all in all, it wasn't really one of those games where you could go, God, wow, it was a good few chances there. It was, I'm sort of, I'm sort of clutching at straws a little bit. Um, one thing I do want to talk to you about, though, is Max Cornet, uh, a player that was on the bench. I was expecting to see him play. I think that game was actually crying out for a bit of pace, um, mm. but he didn't get a nod, mate. He he, he always, again, avoided putting him on what is going on there with Cornet and Moyes? I mean, I mean, I mean, it's probably not even really worth us talking about it that much because it it just seems like it's so obvious now that Max Cornet has absolutely no future at West Ham. I mean, if he can't get on in that game, I just I don't understand it. But uh, are you? I mean, I'm 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 pretty sure he will go this January. That's my gut feeling. What what's your take on Cornet and the situation,
1: mate? I thought he was a brilliant bit of business. You know, bringing him in for what was it like 17 million? He absolutely yeah. tore it up at Burnley um i thought he was like, it pretty much saved them for relegation to be honest that season he came in and he was scoring left right and center um mm-hmm. i think he was a like i said very clever bit of business he's very different to ben rama he's very direct he wants to get a goal he doesn't want to sit there do a couple of step overs and pass it over for now as well as that defensive capability where he likes to track back a bit um and i just can't believe that with you know ben rama basically looks like he's leaving in january right you know you've got mm-hmm. Fulham circling you've got leon circling we both know that the relationship isn't great between him and and Moyes. Fornauz has got links to, to Spain. You know, he might go back to Spain. I know they've just extended his contract length by a year, but the idea is they want to sell him on as well. Um, and mm. then Cornet as well is a player that, you know, I think Everton are interested in, which is no surprise. I think he would do very well for them. But I'm just thinking, like, if you kind of know you want to sell Fornauz and you kind of know you want to sell Ben Rama, why not give him a shot? Because he, he's not had a shot, has he? You know, he came on in that Chelsea game. And he almost Mm. scored. Well, you know, got disallowed. He did score, got disallowed. Mm. And then, we've seen nothing of him. You know, we've had injuries. You know, he could play at striker, left wing, left back. You know, he could play so many different positions. And like you say, this was the perfect game for him. You know, you've got Paquetta out, Kudus out. You know, Mm. if if you can't get into a first team with five of your first team players out, I mean, you've got no chance, have you? So, to be honest, I I feel for him. You know, he's gone through all that rehab, gone through that very tough process of, getting himself back, match fit. And mm. you know, the, the manager, despite the fact that Benrahma's out of form, Fournouse is out of form, and Kudos and Biketa are now out the squad, he can't get a sniff, you know, not even as a sub, which is just really frustrating. Um, I know he put Mubama on, which I, I do respect. I, I, I love that he put him on instead of maybe like Danny Ings.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but at the same time, you think, maybe as Cornet, you're thinking, you know, I've done all this work, I'm a more experienced player, I've got more Premier League goals than him, I've got everything more than him. And he's getting the nod over me, which to, to you would kind of feel a little bit like a slap in the face, wouldn't it? He's like mm. he's not in his position, left wing, Mubama. You know what I mean? Like, if you can't even get in ahead of a... No disrespect to Mubama, because I think he's brilliant. If you can't get in ahead of a teenager who's got no Premier League goals, you know, not really playing any Premier League minutes, if you can't get in ahead of him, then you must be feeling to yourself, what am I even doing here? So I do feel for him, mate, and I feel like he probably should leave.
0: Yeah, I I don't I don't see a future for, for Max Corney at West Ham anymore. It's, it's sad. I, I, like you, mate, I, I'm quite puzzled by it all when it comes to Cornet. Um I, I understand obviously the injury and it's difficult to get back from that and you might struggle to get back inside for a period. But when the when you get opportunities like that, as you say, no there's no paqueta, um four was having a bit of a dire game, I thought really he was struggling to make real any real impact. Um I mean, don't get me wrong, he wasn't horrendous, but he wasn't he didn't he wasn't Blowing anyone away with his performance, you just wonder why he's not getting a chance. I don't quite understand what has happened there. It's almost like there's no relationship between him and Moyes anymore. I just, I just don't understand it. I can't work out why he's not being given any opportunity, just uh, at all, to prove himself. Because he did actually feature, didn't he, in a, in a, um, a Europa League game early in the season, and he created a, and 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 set up the goal, if I remember rightly, got an assist. So he, so he I, I don't get it. I just, I just do not know what's happened there. But I. I it, It's one of those that gives the impression that he is definitely on his way out this January. As you say, there's a few clubs sniffing around him, Everton being one. And I get the feeling with Cornet that once he goes on, let's just say he goes to Everton, you get the feeling he's going to do really well there. He'll start banging the goals in and looking really well. And we'll be going, why did we let him go? I just, it's a really strange one. And And I do actually feel for the player because it just seems like... This has been an absolute disastrous move for him. Uh, well, it's not; it hasn't seemed like it, it is. It has been. Uh, and he put up a, um, I don't know if you saw it, an Instagram post. I, I can't yeah. remember it off my head. It was some sort of like, I, I can't it was quite quite remember
1: It's kind of like people don't believe in you, you know, basically, you know, just don't take it on board and do it for yourself sort of thing. Right, uh, right. What, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was. uh Yeah, it's very moving. Very moving. <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember. I didn't see it, <laughs> well, but it was like yeah, something like that. But I mean, it, it, again, it kind of highlight. It kind of leaned towards a bit of a dig at Moyes. He said, possibly, um, or the...
1: "So he said, uh, never let someone make you think you can't because what you have, no one is going to get it for you." Hmm.
0: should put that on a card, so... mate. You should put that on a card. You know what I mean? To yeah, mom. I mean, happy he, birthday. There. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. I mean, it's it's obvious that he's, he's on his way out of this football club and, and I'm quite pleased for him in a way that he's going to move on because I think he, he desperately needs to. And I think we need to. We just need to draw a line under it. There's a few club players at this club now that need to go. Four, four downs is one. I think he's had enough. Uh, as you say, Ben Rama. And we need it as well as a football club because we can't keep being in a position where um, we're so... We, our standards drop so significantly every time we lose a couple of players. Look, I'm I'm not deluded. I'm not sitting here thinking. I know there's some fans that seem to think that we've got this power to do this, but you, we can't have a Kudus and a Pekketa on the bench. You know what I mean, that's yeah. never going to be the case. Like we always, are, they are going to be our first team players. And I understand that if you do get an injury, it's going to be an impact. Like you said, mate, Man City get it with Haaland and De Bruyne. they're not going to have another go. Oh, let's just go and get another Haaland out. That doesn't happen. But so you have to accommodate that, and sometimes you will slow you up a little bit and it may ha- it may hamper your results, etc., and performances. But we are so bad. Do you know what I mean, we are not so bad, it's putting it in the right word, but we 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 just lack any kind of creativity. Like last night we were just we had nothing like you looking at around the players and thinking we've got no one on this pitch that's really able to carve anything out and make something happen. Um, and it made it quite difficult. And look, that, that's gonna happen because the lights of pa- Paquetta and Kudas are gems. You know I mean, they're, they're really difficult. Um, to, you're not going to find many of those around, but um, we do. We do need to improve upon what we've got on the bench because we are lacking at the moment. Um, which, yeah, like I mean, you said, mate, makes January very important. If you if you rate Paquetta and Kudus as a
1: as a ten ten sort of player, mm. um, then you know what what are you rating Ben Rama? You know, you're pre-rating him maybe like a six, maybe yeah. maybe a seven, yeah. four now, probably around a six as well. Um, you kind of want seven and eights on the bench, really. If you, if you've got tens in front of you, you want some seven and eights on the bench, yeah, um, or you know, maybe at least the nine, someone who's gonna, you know, give a little bit of competition. But as you say, it's it's very difficult to get players and you don't really want it, do you? You don't really want an expensive player on the bench that you can't fit into the team. When we had Kudus on the bench and we were playing with you know Antonio, Bowen and Ben Rama and they were playing all right, you thought, mm. well it's difficult to put Kudus in because we don't want to get rid of Bowen. So obviously we compensated with that by putting Bowen at striker. Um you don't want these these big big players on the bench uh so I think improving the first team is the most important thing but If you're going to be, if it's going to be that big a drop in quality when you lose these sorts of players, then it gets very dangerous because you can go from having a fully fit squad to three or four players out within a game. You know, it happens. I mean, Newcastle's injury list goes on and on Mm. and it hit them very, very quickly. Um, Mm. Same with a lot of teams, mate. So especially this season of any season, I think, you know, getting some lone players in in January, um, you know, getting a couple of players in is going to be very, very important. But unfortunately for us, we kind of have to sell to do that. So, you know, it's yeah. going to be difficult to retain the numbers, but also improve the quality.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a busy period for Tim Styrton. This is, I mean, he's he's already proven himself to be pretty uh, um, shrewd in what he can do and the market and how he how he operates. So, I think this is another big test for him. Really, this this January, not so much looking at first team and big name signings, but just to try and bolster up our back our um our bench a little bit and trying to make us a little bit more stronger in terms of depth because we are lacking um of course we've got tino kira as you said mate he looks like he's on his way to monaco i think that's going to be confirmed probably within the next couple of days and then you've got um sorry ben rama you've got max Corne uh look like they're going to be on their way map Pablo for now i mean there's a good handful of handful of players there that we're going to need to replace it's going to be interesting it's an exciting time i, I mean because West Ham, take nothing away. Um, you know, this isn't a doom and gloom video by any stretch. You now we've been it, it been a very good uh, season so far. We're sitting sick. we we're sitting comfortably in sixth as, well, as well. We've got a good run of fixtures coming up. We've got Sheffield United next in the league, which we, you'd expect to be a good opportunity for us to get another three points. And hopefully by then as well, we'll have Paquetta back fully fit, and we'll have, hopefully as well have a couple of new additions added to the squad to give everyone a bit of a lift as well. This, uh, if, if they can get this right, this January transfer window, you get the feeling that we could really kick on this, this uh, season. And, mate, there's an opportunity here because not only, well, for European football again, which would be incredible. If West Ham were able to secure European football for a fourth year running, that would be amazing. Um, but considering the fact that the, the fifth spot might be a Champions League spot this year, I mean, West Ham are in with a shout. Look, it's a, it's a big shout. It's quite a big stretch as well for us to get it. That's not to say we can't. And... You know, if West Ham were... If, if All I'm saying is, if you remember the season when we finished sixth, when we brought in Jesse Lingard on that loan, and the, the impact that he had, not just in his goals and assists, but he just lifted everybody, it gave everyone that kind of renewed energy, you know, to go, oh, my God, like we've got... And then you started seeing, like, the finish line thing. West Ham... I mean, if you remember that season, we we were three points off four, three bloody points, yeah. we went, and we lost at Newcastle, and we and we were, if I remember rightly... We were 2 0 down, and we got it back to 2 0. When I thought we oh, were going to go and win this, and then we lost right at the end 3 2. Not too many won-
1: like two or three 3 0 up in a road, and we? Like Arsenal, yeah, we yeah that's it,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah
0: and Another if, game with 3 0 up, and, and, and if you and all I'm thinking is if West Ham can emulate that, if West Ham can just bring in that one or two players, like bring in another decent right defender. And let's just say, like I did a video earlier, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but just say we brought in, say, a Jaden Sancho or someone like that to say, just going to come in on a six-month loan and they just come in and just smash it and just go, look, I just want to rejuvenate my career. One eye on, eye on the Euros and go, I just want to play really well, get some goals. You know what, mate? It could happen for West Ham. It really could. So it's a big, big month. And look... We've 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 ended a really busy period of Premier League football in a great position. I've, I've looked at earlier. We're, we're top of the league, mate, in the form table. We're still out of four games. We're sitting top of the league, ten points from four games, and and seven goals scored about without conceding one is pretty pretty remarkable. So there's nothing really to be miserable about. Yes, the performance wasn't wonderful and exciting, but as as we've said, mate. It wasn't really to be expected. I would have been more surprised if West Ham had went and won 3-0 with that squad. Do you know what I mean? You go, bloody hell, where did that come from? It was it was very unlikely to be um, a thrilling encounter. Um, I'm just, like you said, mate, delighted that we've managed to take four points off Brighton. I mean, bloody hell, when does that ever happen? So, uh, yeah, all in all, mate, I'm very happy. Um, obviously, we've got videos coming up um, this week. And next, well, we're going to be chock-a-block, me and Riley, really busy. We talk about this before we came on air. Like We've got so much um, to do uh, in terms of um, updates regarding West Ham is going to be it's going to be thick and fast, isn't it, mate? If, with old ex-director employee, I'm sure he's not going to be getting too much sleep. No, I think we'll. I think between the three of us, we'll
1: almost be as busy as Tim Steinem will be in uh, <laughs> yeah, this. Year. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. um So you know, hopefully, like you said, this is probably our, our, our most exciting period. I think for me and Mark is always the transfer windows because. It's always, like you say, thick and fast. We get, we've get got so much to talk about. Sometimes during the week, we're kind of like, oh, should we jump on this one or this one? This mm-hmm. week, it's just like, right, cool, bang, bang, bang. We've got so many people to talk about. And obviously, you know, we're one of the channels that has the, um, the allowance to be able to have someone so in the know like X. So we were able to bring news so quickly to you guys. So it's going to be a very, very exciting period, but very, very busy. And I think as well, considering there's like, what, between now and the 21st, we're only playing in Bristol City in the Cup. We've got mm. a lot of time, a lot of time to get those transfers. You know, there's not a lot of games in this uh, yeah. in this January period. So, you know, we've got a lot of time to get some transfers through. I think there'll be a lot of uh, how, how, many, how many transfers do you reckon we're going to make, mate? Like outgoings, incomings?
0: Uh, I think I'm imagining we'll see three go, possibly yeah. four. And I imagine, I don't think we're bringing as many in. I imagine they're going to promote academy players. And my gut feeling will be that. So I imagine we'll probably bring in two. I, that's my gut feeling so I imagine three or four will go two will come in and possibly they'll add a couple of academy boys to be. That, that's my gut feeling on it just mm. because I know we haven't got the money so I can't if we're going to spend if you're thinking about the players we're going to sell I can't see how we're going to generate a lot of money do you know what I mean mm. like if you realistically what, what are we going to make 20 million maybe 30 million very mac, the maximum and oh, if we're going to buy a couple of players in
1: I think one bonus is um, unless I'm mistaken which I don't think I am. I don't think we have a lone player to be this year so far
0: no, I, I, we don't. So, I mean, I think that'll be something we will explore. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. I think
1: the avenue is probably maybe two loan players and maybe a permanent player. I think if not, we'll, we'll get at least one loan player. I think Eric Dyer, Jane Sancho kind of going about, Reese Nelson, Smith mm. Rowe would make sense as well on a six month loan, something like that. But mm. I think mm. definitely the loan market is something we're going to be exploring. Uh, Ekatike is someone as well who's available. Um, yeah. I would be surprised to see us revisit a few. But I reckon, like you, we'll probably get two. One on a permanent and a, one on a loan. And I could definitely see it being an out-of-favour player that Moyes could work his magic on before. We've seen Dawson, we've seen Lingard, mate. I think, you know, he, he could do his business.
0: I agree, mate. Totally agree. Um, and you've got a video coming up later, haven't you, regarding Arsenal? You've got some... Is that right? You've got a few... Yeah, yeah. So, there, uh, so we've got three, a bit of interest there.
1: Three Arsenal players that... Um, I think one of them is uh, a player we're not too... Uh, not much history of us being interested with him. And the other two are people that we've been interested in for a while. So right, okay. be interesting to see if this is the time
0: for us to finally sweep in and get it done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's exciting time, mate. And look, it's, uh, as you say, we haven't got much football to talk about the next few weeks. We've got Bristol City on Sunday. And then after that, we've got pretty much a three-week gap-ish, you know, a bit less, two and a half weeks until we play again. So it gives us, actually, to be honest, a much-needed bit of breathing space, I think, for the players. Um, I think they've had a real busy period and obviously we did well uh, first half of the season with the Premier League and in the U- uh, European, uh, the Europa League, sorry. So it's 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 really needed, I think. And it gives us the opportunity um, to then focus on bringing players in and also get players back uh, fit. So, mate, exciting times and uh, on to a very busy January. Come on, New Irons. <laughs>
1: Podcast Network.